I've always believed the foundation of our fulfillment in life doesn't come from our success, but rather the strength of our relationships, not only with others, but also with ourselves. And how we develop a deeper connection is through self-reflection and purposeful conversations with those around us, especially like-minded individuals. And that is exactly why I created the What Fulfills You card game, to cultivate both more meaningful relationships with others, as well as ourselves on the journey of personal growth. I certainly use these questions as a guide for journal prompts and weekly check-ins with myself. And of course, when I am playing this game with friends on a Friday night in, you bet I am enjoying it with a glass of wine or two, who knows. Shop the card game now at whatfulfillsyou.com and enjoy an exclusive 10% off for listeners only with the code whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout. That's whatfulfillsyou10 at checkout at whatfulfillsyou.com. Enjoy! Emily Elizabeth, and I'm the host of the What Fulfills You podcast, a show for and about individuals always seeking to be their best selves. On this show, we talk all about building the mindset, finding the right careers, creating meaningful relationships, and so much more. Welcome to the What Fulfills You podcast. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of the What Fulfills You podcast. My name is Emily Elizabeth. I'm your host. And on today's quick solo episode, I wanted to talk about a question that I had posted on Instagram quite some time ago now by the time this is released. And it was around the question of, do you believe in second chances? And at the time that I was posting about this and getting feedback and thoughts and I posted a poll basically on my personal Instagram to see what my audience thought and I wasn't surprised to see actually I'll take that back I was kind of surprised to see how many people actually said that yes they believe in second chances but then what I did get more clarity on is when some people messaged me through DMs and had a conversation about that it depends on the context. So I went through an experience that I guess you could frame it in a way where it's just kind of a question of does someone deserve a second chance? And this is actually um, more so for me, like it was I was in the position of maybe quote unquote getting a second chance. And to be candid with you guys, it's not as dramatic as like this question seems, but I think the, the concept, the foundation of it is like, does one get a second chance to rebuild trust or rebuild anything uh, in that kind of uh, realm? You know what I mean? And so what prompted me to get really curious about this question is that I realized from, again, asking, and by the way, I actually went around to just random strangers like throughout my day, that specific day, and I had asked different people that I didn't know if they believed in second chances. And what's interesting is that from my observation, I think a lot of people on the younger side, again, maybe like my age and the millennial Gen Z generation have a stronger tendency to have this mentality of cut them off 
or no, they don't deserve a second chance or something along those lines, right? And again, if you're the exception to that, don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not trying to say that this is something you do and even if you're kind of in this generation, but to be fair, I think that's a pretty consistent observation and I don't think people necessarily mean that to be mean like to say like this person doesn't deserve a second chance but i think there is a stronger notion nowadays like let's say it's in the dating realm or like a friend realm and you're like nope i'm not going to give him or her a second chance like they fucked it up whatever um while i think it's very valid and of course it always depends on context i do think that we again i'm speaking on my generation have this belief like well there's there's more fish in the sea that's for sure, you know, on to the next, right? Or, you know, fuck them, they lost their chance. So what's interesting is I'm actually sharing this from a perspective of someone who once actually had that mentality. I would say probably in my early 20s and lingering towards, I don't know, 24, I had more of this mentality that, you know, you get one shot if you didn't do it right the first time you're not going to get a second shot with me and that's kind of on all fronts um but of course like i think dating is like a great example and in reflection of this question i actually asked myself well how did you handle certain things and and, and when did it, when was it beneficial actually that you gave people kind of an opportunity for a second chance right so i think that's also something to be mindful of is just because you give someone the opportunity to have a second chance whatever that looks like it doesn't mean that you have to give it to them and so i think this is where like being mindful comes into play and i'll give a personal example and one that i am grateful that i had the capacity and maturity to enable the I guess the opportunity to give someone a second chance but um if you've been listening for a while like a, a long time ago i mentioned a story about this one guy that i was talking to right before i moved to new york um like i moved to new york in august 2021 and it was that summer that i had started talking to this guy who happened to live in new york and i was in los angeles at the time and we went on like quite a few dates and and hung out and whatnot we talked every day all that fun stuff and this guy is also older than me and when I say older I'm talking you know I'll give you guys an age range like definitely somewhere between 8 and 12 years older than me and especially at that time like that was not abnormal for me like I was kind of consistently dating people a bit older like that and so I was actually really surprised to see that this guy who you know at the time i thought would have the maturity and capacity to communicate uh he he blatantly ghosted me and when i say ghosted like i'm talking we were we had plans to get lunch on a saturday i I had seen him the day before like we were talking everything was normal we had talked the night before and you know 11 a.m on Saturday rolls around, I don't hear from him. And I, I followed up and I'm like, hey, are we still grabbing lunch? And he had read receipts and he he read it and he didn't respond. And I remember I actually followed up because I was a little confused, right? You know, so this was like an actual abrupt ghosting scenario. Um, and I, I just laugh about it now. You know, I, I definitely didn't take it personal, which I think that kind of came with 
life experience in the dating world and then also just knowing that this is very much a, a him problem, not me. But what did happen, and, and I predicted it uh, to my friends, he rolled around many months later, and I'm talking like eight, nine months later, and he texted me. Um, I remember when I first saw the text, I didn't respond because I just felt like the way he handled, um, I guess, kind of like the closing out of us, you know, in the early dating phase like it was just very immature and again I at the time I used to be like yeah for his age like that's super I mean I think in general it's immature but I think it's a cherry on top when you're you know you you're marginally older than me and then like you handle it that way whereas I was trying to communicate I I remember I didn't respond to his initial text at the time I was also dating someone um, already as well so it just never made sense for me to respond but he ended up following up three times over like a span of three or four months Um, and it ended up being almost like a year later and at this point um, I realized like okay you know you're you're following up many times regardless the way he was following up was immature but at the same time I didn't want to approach it in an immature way where I'm like I'm not going to respond to you and and that I'm not going to say that's like necessarily immature but I think I asked myself well you know what, what could I gain if I did respond? And I was thinking, well, I have the bandwidth to draw a strong boundary in how far this conversation goes. And I was genuinely curious if he's going to follow up this many times over this period of months, then I might as well just ask him what the hell he wants and kind of uh, circle back to why the fuck he even had that harsh ghost in the first place. So that's what we did and I actually, so I would say this is what I'm alluding to is I I gave him an opportunity kind of like at a second chance. I think at that point I was pretty firm on like, okay, if if you're going to ghost and do all that, like you're just not going to be my type of person if you can't communicate. But I did remember and I told this to some friends too that had he been able to communicate and articulate in this like opportunity I gave him to have this conversation with me, had he done it really well and you know there was interest in like trying to date. Are you currently in college or recently graduated but kind of struggling to figure out how to approach your post-grad life? If so, then I have the perfect guide for you, which I created for my college self in mind. That is the Everyday Girl's Guide to Career Success ebook, which features a holistic approach to all things starting out in your career during and after college, from cultivating the right mindset, building your resume, maximizing your LinkedIn profile and network, and so much more. I take you through a personal step-by-step guide on how to prepare for all areas needed when searching for a job. And these were actually many steps that I personally did between my sophomore and senior year of college, as well as the first year out of college. So I always highly recommend to start early to create opportunities for yourself. In this ebook guide, you will find cover letter tips and custom templates available for download, resume building steps with with three custom templates, LinkedIn tools, and step-by-step guide on maximizing your profile, top 20 behavioral interview questions, and a lot more. Again, you can find this online at whatfulfillsyou.com. Just make sure when you click shop, just go to all products and you will find the ebook there, or just go to the show notes and it will be linked. Again, I think I would have been open to that, 
But the thing is that he failed to do so. Um, you know, I remember instead of texting back and forth, I actually told him, hey, you know what? Like, I'm not texting back and forth about this. If you want to talk, then we can talk in person. And it's it was also because he lives or lived, I don't know, in my neighborhood. And it was just really easy to like meet and talk. And so we did. Like instead of going back and forth that same day, I was like, all right, let's talk tonight. And I was pretty... I think direct and forward too about my intention which is like we can talk and that's about it (laughs) and I I just remember I wasn't surprised but I was also like dude like I can't believe you suck this much like I gave him this opportunity to communicate and share you know why a year ago he had you know went on this weird immature ghosting thing Um, but he couldn't even like articulate as much as I personally needed. And so all that to say, I don't regret giving him that opportunity or like that opportunity for a second chance. But I think also on my side, it was a good practice to see that I handled it, I think at least from on my view, like in a mature way, knowing that I didn't resent him for his previous ghosting. I also didn't think poorly of him. I just kind of was very neutral, if that makes sense. And I think, obviously, it always depends on the context when it comes to giving an opportunity for a second chance. I think when it comes to giving people an opportunity to have a second chance, and let's just say it's on the premise of rebuilding trust or rebuilding a relationship or rebuilding a connection, and and that truly can be in business partnerships, romantic relationships, even in friendships, right? always depends on the context and I think the context is very much like obviously what happened specifically but I personally do think that a lot of things can actually genuinely be reconciled however that being said it is also really rare for people to be able to do such things right so um To kind of reiterate that, I think many things in life can be reconciled with the right people going at it to reconcile it. Does that make sense? Um, And it's interesting because a a friend of mine who unfortunately was in a past relationship that uh, in in which he was cheated on. And, um, you know, what's interesting is that he had observed a successful reconciliation between his parents um, from from many many years ago where there was also infidelity and he shared with me kind of his reflection on that his observations on that and um, at the time whether he believed he could do the same from his relationship at the time uh, when he discovered that his person um, was not faithful and loyal and in which to like that person also had communicated to him. So luckily, like it, he didn't just like randomly find out. But like, um, yeah, anyways, that detail doesn't matter. But I just think what's interesting is was being able to hear from his perspective on what he observed specifically from his parents and why those specific steps and actions enabled them to reconcile and move forward with their life in a healthy way. Obviously, again, I'm saying that is rare, but I also never think anything is impossible, but that's also just my personal framework in life. And I 
Um, when it comes to, I think, second chances, like let's say you are in the position of someone that is seeking an opportunity for a second chance to rebuild at something or um, you're on the other end of it. In my perspective, I think the person who is seeking an opportunity for a second chance need to be, needs to be able to do three things. And once again, it all depends on like the weight and the context of, of everything. But number one would be to be fully aware of what one did that caused any kind of hurt or I guess like like bringing the connection down, right? So in my earlier example, I think that's not really like a heavy scenario, but like him being aware of, okay, doing the abrupt ghosting um, and like being remorseful for that at the very least or like somewhat remorseful would be like a first step, you know, like being aware like, yo, that's not, that's not, that's not kind. That's not very mature of me, like that kind of thing. I think that's like step one. And again, I think when it comes to like, infidelity or something much stronger or like you you really break trust with someone i think it's being fully self-aware of what you did even if it was unintentional um, and why that can cause a break and breach in trust and then most importantly on that feeling really remorseful for that i think that's step one and once again this is actually uh, something i discussed with my friend who unfortunately had that experience in his last relationship but the second part to that is then actually taking action and being able to keep up with that action, which I think would be the third thing, being consistent over time with rebuilding the trust. Obviously, that whole three step is not easy. And that's why, like I said earlier, it is on the more rare side for people to be able to successfully rebuild or maybe the better way to say it is like build a new home. But I think if two people in this scenario, and let's just even put it into business partners, if two people have the desire to reconcile, and then the second layer would be the person who needs to do the action, more of the action steps rather, they do that and execute it really well. I think that's how the needle moves forward in terms of progress in, in uh, reconciling. Now, I think on the other end too, for the person that, you know, maybe was the one that was hurt or maybe was the one that um, lost trust in the other person, I think they're not necessarily in a place where they should be kind of standing still either. I think the actual secret sauce is for them to learn how to not necessarily forget what occurred, what where the breach in trust happened, but to be able to acknowledge that it happened, to be able to become aware like how and why it happened, and then also be just as willing to let it go in, in terms of like forgiveness and move forward, right? I think that's another trick and that's probably like the third and final layer where if one side, if one party, let's say the party that's like trying to uh, rebuild trust again, right? If they are constantly moving the needle forward, doing extremely well in proving themselves and also genuinely doing so, but the other party is still holding on to the past and bringing it up um, every single time, even when the other person has made efforts to you know, acknowledge it and acknowledge like potential now windows where insecurity may occur, right? Like, let's just say the person 
seeking for uh, the rebuilding of trust is doing everything in their power, but the other side isn't, that's where it also might not be successful because it takes two to tango, just like anything in life, where you both have to have the desire and both have to work towards that desire. And I think just on a tangent with uh, forgiveness and letting go, something that I've learned over the years, and once again, uh, I'm thinking about my younger self who used to be a lot more hard-headed and maybe even revengeful in a way. Like I'm talking like myself when I was 20, you know, so this is six years ago. But I certainly can say there, there has become a much lighter in me or lightness in me in terms of my ability to let go and inevitably like just forgive people or maybe a better way that I would use it is I've given people grace and I don't really point fingers that they should know this or they shouldn't know this like I genuinely have shifted my entire framework on that because um, I think especially uh, the two things that have helped me uh, reading more about mindfulness especially the teachings from Thich Nhat Hanh uh, someone I highly recommend if you are someone that wants to develop more internal peace and mindfulness in your life I 100% recommend his teachings Thich Nhat Hanh but I also have learned in terms of letting go to free yourself from the lower frequencies and the anger Uh, In addition to mindfulness, also I learned from uh, Hawkins' scale of consciousness. And I've talked about him before, just in that what I've learned from, from reading and watching different videos is that if I am constantly operating from a state of love and working towards just being a person of love, I also naturally drop the things that don't enable me to to be in that state. And I've noticed that significantly over the years for myself. Obviously, again, things still bother me and maybe they bother me in the moment, but I think it's just the muscle and practice of recognizing like I want to just be the most loving human being I can. And it is really helpful that I am, number one, surrounded by a lot of people and friends that embody that, but also friends that have taught me that as well Um, especially Elia been on the podcast you know he was the one that kind of brought this notion to me um, and even sent me videos of of coaches and and you know just that whole spiel of this significant difference when you're operating in a state of love rather than a state of anger apathy guilt and everything kind of on that uh, triangle funnel that I'm visualizing right now, where everything in the lower frequency is is like guilt, anger, and I'll, I'll link that, but some of you guys might know what I'm talking about if you've listened for a long time, but I'll leave it with this, you know, even if you are the one that still holds resentment towards someone or anger towards someone or someone bothers you, just keep in mind that you are the one that holds that. You are the one that keeps that inside and you hold that weight, not the other person. So regardless of whether you reconcile with another person or whether you even like another person, you know, it, it doesn't like that doesn't affect them no matter how much anger you hold towards them. So you might as well just kind of like peacefully 
love them, whether it's from afar or just from human to human. And I don't want to be all woo-woo and say like, oh, like love everyone and love your neighbor and stuff. But I will say like that takes time as well to like get to that place of empathizing and recognizing that each person has their own suffering and the way they go about life and the way they express and let these things out just happen to to vary. And I think uh, that for me has also enabled me to be a much more empathetic person to people because I, I know deep down like people don't mean it. That doesn't mean I don't draw boundaries though. Like if there's certain people, that's including family, that don't serve a or contribute um, or elevate the, the, the state of peace I'm already in, it's okay to like have boundaries with those people. But also it's okay to have boundaries and still kind of like be a loving human being towards them, you know, so they can coexist. And I hope that all of the spiel that I just shared today uh, was helpful in some way. I know when my friend Elia and a few others gave me glimpses of this thought process and why it is just going to be more helpful and healthy for me to just be in a state of love. Um, I know that I saw a big shift in my life, especially as I developed uh, here in New York City. So Anyways, that is all I have for today. Um, I hope this episode was useful, thought-provoking, and if you enjoyed this one, as always, especially for the gals, I know some of you actually are very consistent with messaging me and letting me know which episodes you like or giving me feedback. So if this one hit you differently in any way, please don't hesitate to reach out on my Instagram at Emily E. Duong or the podcast Instagram at What Fulfills You. I really thoroughly enjoy chatting with you guys. So thanks so much and I will chat with you all in the next episode.